Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Warning Track Talk podcast with your hosts, Dave and Dave. And today we have a lot to talk about since we haven't been on here for a few days, Dave. Um, I guess we could start off with ML- with the MLB suspending baseball for possibly more than two weeks. The, um, the consensus about this is pretty much two weeks, but it seems like it's probably going to be more than two weeks. Um, two weeks from part of opening day. Yeah. Um, MLB made the announcement about the suspension of baseball on Friday night saying spring training camps will be suspended effective immediately. Major League players can elect to return home, remain in their spring training cities or return to their club's home city. This step is in the best interests of players, employees and the communities who host spring training. MLB will continue to monitor ongoing events and undertake the precautions and best practices recommended by public health experts. We send our best wishes to all individuals and communities who have been impacted by the coronavirus. So MLB seems to be taking the uh, correct step in kind of trying to separate the players from the public and separating the work environment from uh, the players as well so that everyone can stay isolated and hopefully um, help to level off the coronavirus in terms of uh, anyone else getting sick. Uh, what do you think about the move by Major League Baseball, Dave? Well, the other day we made the podcast when the news about the NBA came out. That was our last episode, and we've, we've taken a little bit of, of, of a break. Um, we wanted to get our thoughts uh, together here and, and so that we can have a, a decently long podcast and also you know, get everything um, out on the table here. But it was a move that had to be done by MLB, um, especially with – Pretty much every other sport league, yeah, every other sport league, um, in fact, canceling. So uh, MLB had to take that in effect, um, they, and they had to do that. So um, it, it was a, it's a smart decision, but it's going to be painful not only to not have baseball, but also to not have sports in general. So it's going to be painful, and a lot of stuff are being canceled. But I think it's for the best to stop the spread of, of the virus. Uh, yeah, I feel the same exact way. And I don't even know what else to say about it. But, um, yeah, it was definitely the right move by Major League Baseball. Uh, Moving on, we have a response from Phillies manager Joe Girardi saying, I know sports is very important to our country, and obviously it employs a lot of people too. People look forward to turning a game on. I know I do, and we're going to be without that for a while. Again, I think it's in our best interest to be safe rather than sorry. And eventually, I believe we'll all be back out there and the world will be normal again. But right now, we're in a little pause. And um, what I take from this is Joe Girardi knows that a lot of people watch sports. And, you know, he knows that a lot of people look forward to these games. And without these games, it's it's going to leave people without anything to watch. And especially for the f- sports fanatics, this is something that's uh, really going to affect them as well. And uh, fan bases are going to be in withdrawal from uh, not having any content to watch. And uh, it's going to be rough, especially like people like me and you, Dave, who watch baseball all the time, especially Phillies Um, baseball. And this is um, something that, well, I guess you could say we we saw coming, but not so soon. Um, I don't know what Joe Girardi said was basically, it seemed like he was focused on the fans and the players as well saying it's in our best interest to be safe rather than sorry. And so, yeah, it's in the best interest for the players. And I, th- I think that's first and foremost here is that 
we have to keep the players healthy in order to be able to play baseball again as soon as possible. Because, you know, without the players, how can you play? You know, so uh, Joe Girardi's response was uh, was his response. I don't know, Dave. What do you think about it? Well, some people just don't. Uh, well, first of all, I agree with Joe's response. But some people just don't get that, you know, some people are still calling it a hoax, still calling it this. And, you know, I will admit in the beginning of this, I was kind of falling along those lines. I was like, well, you know, it ain't going to affect. But you've seen it affect uh, the local area and, and the world in its entirety. So it's something that had to be done. And, and even though, like I yeah. said, it's going to be painful, uh, we'll get through it. And, you know, I consider myself a Philly sports fan, you know, all, all, all the teams. So. You know, and it really stinks because the Flyers, they were doing well this year and stuff like that, and that will have to take a pause. But, you know, hopefully they come back and, and hopefully all sports teams come back and they're able to find a winner for the season and, and move on and get back to life in normal. But uh, Joe's response was, you know, what I expected to be, and, and I agree with it, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, agreed. Um, again, moving on to Reese Haskins, first baseman of the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, he had a response to this saying, look, this is something that I think we'll remember for the rest of our lives. It's something that's kind of stopping the world as we know it. We're kind of in uncharted territory. I think health and safety have to come first and foremost. We've kind of seen that around the rest of the sports industry and throughout really every other sector throughout the world too. So um, I, I, I don't know, taking from this uh, anything, I think Reese is um, kind of focused on the fact that everything's at a standstill right now. And uh, he is cognizant of the fact that uh, safety is a priority here and that um, this is happening all over, you know. So I think um, Reese's response overall just looks realistic. Um, it's clear. And we, we know exactly what, um, what Reese is talking about in this uh, quote, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, Reese, Reese is a sports guy. You know, you see on his Instagram and you see on his wife's Instagram. Um, he's a sports guy. He enjoys sports. And, and so, yeah, I'm sure it has a big effect on his lives, too. But we do have breaking news here. I feel like every time we come in and do a podcast, we get breaking news either about the coronavirus or about the Phillies. Yeah. Um, but according to Twitter, um, uh, and it's trending, uh, there is there has been a Yankees minor league player who has tested positive for the coronavirus. So no names have been oh, said no. yet. According to multiple sources on Twitter, that's what come out. So, and it's also trending. But um, yeah, so but back to, I don't want to sidetrack too much, but just thought I'll throw that out there when we're doing the podcast. But like I said, Reese is a sports guy. Um, you know, Reese, his wife, you know, they're very involved in, in Philly sports. I remember last year um, when the Eagles, I think it was when the Eagles were playing the Seahawks. Uh, for the for the playoff game, um, he uh, he put out some like the refs. They were making horrible calls. Even the one the hit on Carson Wentz that took him out of the game, and he was putting comments and stuff like that. So he's a, oh, yeah, he's a, that, yeah. a sports guy and and a Philly sports guy. It looks like we have two more players that have responses to this and. I guess we can get to it first off. Uh, we could start off with Gene Segura um, saying they have to do it because I think family is more important than anything in sports. When you have a virus, you want to keep your family safe and the players too. Major League Baseball made that decision today and I think it was the right decision. My family is with me. It's been stressful. 
I don't want my kids out of the house because that virus is everywhere. You can't contain it, especially when we play on the road and we take the bus and we're handing out waters and practicing and you have to run through a lot of people. Nobody knows who has that virus. It's too dangerous. And um, Gene Segura, he seems to be a very family-oriented guy. He cares a lot about his children, but he also cares about his himself and uh, the players as well, which he has every right to in saying, you know, like they're handing out waters and practicing and you have to run through a lot of people. So, yeah, they they have ton of ex- a ton of exposure to uh, the public, especially the public that comes and watches them play. And so I guess that's why the uh, move to really suspend opening day by two weeks at the least is uh, the correct move. But uh, what Gene said, it, it it seems pretty clear that, you know, he's really involved with his family and that um, Major League Baseball is taking this pause, and it is for the better, not only for his family's health and for the players' health, but for his health as well, Dave. Yeah, I mean, I may be wrong, but to me, Gene, Gene strikes me, and this is not a bad thing, it's a, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but Gene strikes me as the guy where he plays baseball because that's his living I don't necessarily Gene as as watching and being a fan of baseball like how Mickey Moniak was credited to be and Bryce Harper and Reese Hoskins. He's more of a guy, at least from what I see him, that you know he takes the more human approach and baseball is his job. And I could be completely wrong, but the approach <laughs> from him seems like a more human approach, seems like a more, you know, um everyday kind of person approach. And, and I agree with Gene. I think that, you know, it was a smart decision by MLB and a smart decision by the Phillies. Um, and we shall see, you know, what happens with Gene and what happens with Major League Baseball. But uh, it was for sure, you know, seems like a family guy to me. And, and you know, like I said, it's not necessarily a bad thing that, you know, I think that he plays baseball just because that's his job rather than he actually enjoys it. I could be wrong, too. But, um, I, I like Gene, and, and we shall see, you know, what happens. But I'm excited uh, to see how Gene comes back after this because uh, he had a decent spring training. So, We'll see, but um, in terms of his response to the virus, yeah, it's it's a human approach, and, and I agree with it once again. Agreed, and, and you know, Gene Segura, the way I look at it is like uh, like a fatherly approach. You know, he, he's very protective of his kids, but uh, not to mention Gene Segura's performance, and uh, not only his performance on the field, but off the field as well, changing his lifestyle, um, taking out alcohol, and um, try, trying to just eat better and live a better, live a better lifestyle. And um, it seems to be positively affecting Gene Segura. And hopefully when the regular season uh, kind of starts back up again, Gene Segura can really show us that this lifestyle really impacted him in a positive light. Um, but lastly, we have Jake Arrieta, who I think had the most serious response, the most uh, clear-cut response here. By saying, take baseball, basketball, football, and hockey out of it. And the health of everybody in the community and the organization is first and foremost. We'll get back to baseball when it's appropriate. Yeah. I love Jake Garriott. I really do. He, he puts out some pretty good comments for entertainment. Um, but yeah, this is, a, this is another good one. I really haven't been able to disagree with one of them. Um, and, and it's going to be a withdrawal. It's going to be bad because a lot of things are getting canceled. A lot of events you know, and, and a lot of people out there probably 
disappointed. I, I'm sure that everybody in this world has lost one thing due to coronavirus, whether that was a, a family member, a person, or you know, if that was an event or something that they were looking forward to or so. But you know, it's it's something that you have to you know really take and look at because you know it's something serious and you know it's not just a little cold. It's it's something that can really uh, kill masses of people. So um, it should be interesting though to see. Um, going forward, how MLB you know responds to the, after the two weeks and when the major league season gets started, which I believe we'll talk about a little bit later in the podcast. Um, but it, we shall you know go ahead with our lives. Uh, but you do have to be careful. You, you know, wash your hands, and you know it's kind of weird because everybody's like, "Oh, wash your hands," and you know it wouldn't. But it's it's obvious. Some people do not wash their hands on a regular basis, but. You have to do that, and, and you know I'm I'm being more cautious, and I know that you are too, Dave. And, oh yeah. Um, but I like Arietta's response, and I couldn't disagree with any of the the responses that we went over. You know Arietta's and and you know anybody else's because they've all been true. They've all been the right approach. So right, um, yeah. I, I, um. Anyway, yeah, Jake Arietta's uh, overall, I think, like I said, his was the most clear cut response here. But I think Jake also takes more of a uh, leadership or a leader approach to this. Um, and, and he, he seems really authoritative when, uh, putting a purpose into what he says through saying, we'll get back to baseball when it's appropriate. And so it's, it's just the way it is. And I think this was just to address the, um, the tension that's building inside the fan base from not being able to, uh, view baseball and, the major league, well, major league baseball in general, kind of uh, postponing baseball as we know it, and so some. I mean, I can imagine some fans being mad about this, um, but it's all you know to be mad about this. In my opinion, is to be immature because of you know the situation. But uh, Jake Arrieta seemed to address that in the most serious, clear-cut way possible, and um, yeah, just a good response, especially for the fan base to take in. So let's focus on our second big topic here. Um, first, we could focus on uh, left fielder Andrew McCutcheon, who was the primary left fielder for the Philadelphia Phillies as, and was very impactful uh, in the first half of last season until he got injured in the game against the Padres, uh, running back to first base. But um, he seems like he's rehabbing from his ACL injury uh, on his left knee. And uh, with that, I don't know. I just think that more time's going to serve to be well for Andrew McCutcheon and it's going to help him to further help himself along and develop strength in that left knee and hopefully he can get back to the form that he was back in uh, back in the beginning of 2019 Dave uh, how do you think that his return will um, impact the Phillies and do you think he's going to come back as strong as he did back last year well, first, I mean, his return is super important to the top of the Phillies lineup. It, it really sets the precedent for the rest of the, of the lineup, really. You saw what happens when he's not there. The lineup takes a hit. Um, but the Phillies, they also signed him to be that guy. They paid him a good, a good chunk of money to be that guy who can lead off, who can you know play the field decently. He's not a great fielder anymore, but he could still play the field you know, okay average. At least. Um, but... I think that he'll come back, and, and I don't know right away if you're going to see that presence as he was in the beginning of last year where, you know, everything looked good, everything looked smooth, um, and the lineup was going well. But it may take a little bit, but I think with the more time here due to the virus, um, 
it will for sure help him out. Uh, 100% agreed. Um, moving on, we have Jake Arrieta, who experienced right shoulder si- stiffness on um, last Thursday against the Rays. And uh, he said he's not really that concerned about it. And uh, I would imagine that any extra time that we take from this uh, coronavirus scare and everything, um, well, it could help. And, you know, it's weird to say that the coronavirus could uh, potentially help the Phillies in um, ways we couldn't imagine, but uh, this could be true. And uh, I I don't know what to think of Jake Arrieta's right shoulder stiffness, whether it was a a minor injury that he suffered against the Rays or whether this is something we shouldn't worry about. But, I mean, I guess you could say that we have to trust Jake Arrieta and what he's saying about not being too concerned because, after all, it is Jake's body. And um, I guess the only way that we could really take this is exactly how Jake is saying it in not being too concerned, Dave. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I would agree. I think that it's not too serious. I think he would tell you. I think he knows his body by now. He told you last year, you know, um, with the problem with the bone spur. So he, he knows what's going on. But before we move on to the next topic, I just wanted to kind of interject here. I think that this coronavirus helps the Phillies as much as it helps the Phillies. And, and here's why. The Phillies are going into a super crucial year this season with what were, um, with the additions of Didi Gregorius and Zach Wheeler, and with guys fully entering their, their major years of the contract with the Phillies. You know, like Reese starting to get there, Scott starting to get there, um, you know, Bryce, you know, one year removed from the contract. This was supposed to be a big year for the Phillies once again. And I think wasting this half a year or wasting this this year, nobody really knows. I mean, this thing could get horribly worse and no sports will come back in the 2021. Nobody really knows. But, you know, what we're expecting is that, you know, there's baseball to come back eventually this season. But I really think, though, that this does hurt the Phillies because that that contract, you know, you move past this year, that takes a year off of so many guys that, you know, you're looking forward to have you know, big years and, you know, at least looking forward to see the Phillies make the playoffs this season. So I, I think that that's bad for the Phillies, but I think that it's, it, it is good for the Phillies, of course, too, like how you were saying about Arietta and, and different guys that are coming back. But I mean, I just think it hurts the Phillies too, because of the contract purposes, you know, losing guys um, after signing, you know, the one year deals, Didi Gregorius could never or might not ever play a major league game this season for the Phillies a regular season major league game. Right. Um, yeah, looking at it from a contract perspective, yeah, uh, D.D. Gregorius could potentially not play a game as as a Philadelphia Philly, and uh, what would they do in, in the case of his contract? You know, would they still have to pay him? And then uh, the other side I see of this would be the fact that the team seems pretty hot right now in spring training, you know, and all that momentum is seemingly going down the drain since uh we're we're at a pause right now and uh i don't know how it's going to affect the phillies but i don't imagine it could be too good in terms of the fact that they had a hot streak going on and now it's just uh kind of sitting there cooling off and uh just trying to recover from injuries but um i you know it's tough to say whether it hurts them or helps them more and um yeah it's it's just really hard to tell dave um, I'm pretty sure you would agree with that. But moving on to the pitching side of things um, in the bullpen, of course, we have uh, the fact that 
Sir Anthony Dominguez, which we've talked about previously in our podcasts, um, he has tightness in his right elbow, which uh, is being claimed to be not serious. But I, I think it's a little bit more serious than Dominguez or even uh, some other people would like to talk about it as. Uh, what's your opinion on it, Dave? They were actually taking it a little bit serious because Dominguez said that he was kind of worried because, you know, this is a, another big thing about the virus, too, is that this is a big contract year for a lot of guys, too, guys that are betting on themselves, guys that are, you know, trying to come back from injury and make a case that they can stay on the major league roster. And Sir Anthony Dominguez is one of them because even though we, you know, we think that he is a major league ready player, he only had one year up from AAA and it might have even been a half a year. I'm not even positive. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's been a full year for Sir Anthony yet, and he's still young. So he's trying to still make this major league roster. And if these injuries continue to hurt him, he could see himself in AAA even when he comes back healthy because does the major league roster want to take a chance with the guy that could be possibly injured? We saw that last year with guys like Pat Neshek and Tommy Hunter. So it, it is a little concerning, and I do think the Phillies, though, they said that they are handling it as a serious injury just because of the fact that he keeps on getting hurt and that it, they said it could go down the road of Tommy John surgery. So we'll have to see. Um, honestly, and the reason I bring up the fact that people aren't talking about it as seriously is because I know for a fact that Sir Anthony Dominguez, he, he's probably going to have to get Tommy John surgery. And I think that's all that's to it because if his elbow continues to give him complications, even going back to last year, I, I don't see how you can keep pitching with all these setbacks that Dominguez is witnessing. And um, I, I think it's going to be hard for him to move past that, especially since it's been um, bothering him for so long. I mean, the tightness in your elbow is, I mean, I, I can kind of speak. I mean, I've never had, when I was a pitcher, I never had any tightness in my elbow. But, you know, sometimes the pain or something, I mean, it really does affect you as, as a pitcher. I mean, that fastball, usually being thrown 95, 96, <laughs> that fastball is not going any more than 90. I mean, because, I mean, that's a lot of pain and pressure on your arm. And you really have to think about it from a, a person and a health standpoint rather than a baseball standpoint. So, it, it should be interesting to see how, um, you, you know, uh, Sir Anthony follows the season. Like I said, does he go down to play when he gets healthy? Who knows? So, yeah, I, I mean, I could imagine it. You know, rehab starts, stuff like that. I think it leads to, I think it leads to Tommy John. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Couldn't agree more. But um, then we have Victor Arano, who... Um, we see hopefully making the opening day roster. Arana was good for the Phillies, I believe, back in 2018, or uh, yeah, I believe it was 2018. Um, and, and yeah, not not really 2019, <laughs> but um, he didn't pitch too much in 2019. But Victor Arano is definitely a piece to this bullpen that um could need him down the stretch, especially with Sir Anthony Dominguez taking a big hit. Um, so Victor Arano could come in, possibly make an impact. So. Hopefully we can see what he's made of, and hopefully he can really fortify the rotation with a good performance this year. Yeah, I mean, what I would, Victor Arano, he's one of those guys who he depends on his fastball that that's electric, and that's what also concerns me about the Phillies bullpen this year is that they have a lot of guys who are fastball dependent. 
And that gets a little bit concerned. I mean, Hector Neris is a split fastball guy, but when you have a lot of guys who depend on their fastball, good teams like the Dodgers, the Braves, the Cardinals, they will pick the Nationals. They will pick up on that fastball. dependent. And when every pitcher that you have in your bullpen is depending on that fastball to get strikes, I mean, the ball is just bought. I mean, I mean, it's, it's instant. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, all pitchers, you know, pretty much have a fastball. They throw the fastball. But Philly's guys depend on the fastball. Sir Anthony Dominguez makes his living off a of fastball and a flyer. Victor Arano is a fastball guy. Tommy Hunter is a fastball cutter kind of guy. So when you have all these guys who are throwing fastballs and throwing them at electric rates, teams kind of pick up on that. And, and that is a little concerning. But Victor Arano, he had a good 2018. So um, hopefully he can do that in 2020 and whenever the season gets back. Right. Um, I, I, I like the fact that you addressed that a lot of our players use the fastball a lot. And um, the fact that most of them are fastball slider, it's it's basically like calling someone from the pen who throws a fastball on a slider and then calling the same person again for the next inning. Really, because you look at it, they're throwing the same exact stuff and we don't really have too many players that can really shut down a game so this is kind of it's repetitive and I think um going back to a couple podcasts ago when we were talking about Brian Price I think that's going to change the dynamic it's going to change the way that pitchers approach innings and batters and I think this is going to be beneficial to um individuals you know in in terms of the players and um being able to formulate their own repertoire their own pitches and um, their own sequencing, you know, to be able to get their own outs. So um, I think it's going to help this year. I hope it does. You know, I I would hate to see a bullpen that's so fastball slider dependent and fastball cutter, like you were saying with Tommy Hunter, but um, that remains to be seen and we'll see how it turns out um, later on. You know, I don't know when, but later on and uh, we'll see what comes of it. But um, talking about the fact that um, later on, it seems like, well, forever now, and we don't know when baseball is going to start back up. Dave, um, when do you think the next game will be held? There's been conversation around a season beginning around Memorial Day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really think that that could be a possibility. I do think, though, as, as long as, you know, things trend in the right direction um i think that we could see you know possibly you know early may late april i mean they're trying for april 9th they're trying for april 9th not to have opening day but to at least start spring training because they've said that they wanted to have that they're going to have a spring training part two they will whether that's a week whether that's two weeks whether that's even in their spring training homes which i don't think it will be because many teams have left I think that it will be, you know, kind of like an exhibition series. I don't know if you remember the On Deck series at Citizens Bank Park. Do you remember that, Dave? Um, honestly, not really. My memory's terrible. Well, it was like an exhibition, if, if maybe some people don't remember. Oh, wait, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it. I remember it now, yeah. At Citizens, we have like two games. Right before the regular season, right? Never play, but... Yeah, you're talking about the fact that um they play in Major League Stadiums, but they don't count as wins or losses. Yeah. I feel like haven't done that in a little bit, but they did a few years ago. Yeah, I remember that because I remember uh, one year they they were versing the Pirates back at uh, Citizens Bank, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 
yeah, that, that was what it was. But, I mean, what I was saying is that's how I think they'll have spring training part two, is they'll have, you know, a few games at the exhibition stadiums and, and maybe a few away at different stadiums, and then they'll come back to go to opening day. I think that will be how spring training part two will be taken part. But I, if I had to give a guess of when the next game will be, I would give you a range between late April and mid-May. That's when I believe the first game will start. The opening day will be, will be between late April and, and mid-May. Okay. Um, because of the way that the coronavirus is um, spreading and, you know, the fact that they're still finding people, you know, that are still sick or are becoming sick, I think that this is going to affect us for more than two weeks. And I feel like this is going to affect us all the way up until, you know, mid-May, late May. And I, I think realistically thinking about uh, a date which they could come back, it's probably um, sometime in the middle of May, in my opinion. I think that's going to be really when Major League Baseball is like, okay, well, we can't hold this off forever and things seem to be dying down and, you know. So, I, I mean, I, I, that's just my opinion, and that's just what I think of things. But hopefully the coronavirus is at a point then where we could sort of start to live our lives normally again, and everyone's able to go outside and be exposed to the public. But I, I don't think it's really safe if someone goes out there with the coronavirus again, and then everything starts to flare up. So it's like, when do you really go back out there? Yeah, I mean, that's what I, that's what I was going to say is that, you know, when you have these type of things that go on is, you know, people are being quarantined. So you don't really know when everybody starts to live life normal again. Does this pick up again? So it's, it is a possibility. But yeah, I, I think that late May, early May, or sorry, late April, early May is a total, total long shot. Oh, yeah. I think that training part two may happen then. I don't know. But I believe that by mid-May, late May, like how you were talking about. I don't know if Memorial Day is opening day. I, do, I don't think it's that late, especially if things begin to trend in the right direction. I, I couldn't see them starting in, in late May, but I think that mid-May is, is for sure the possibility, as you were talking about. Now, maybe, do you think that they'll try and start the, um, do you think they'll start baseball back up again a little bit earlier than um, Memorial Day, but just on tele, or not on televised, but um, w- without people being at the stadium to watch them yeah, play, I mean, do you think they do that? It's a possibility, but I think also what they're worried about is we were covering in the earlier part of the podcast with how the Yankees player has it. So, I mean, this is player by player. Like, yeah, I mean, the catcher and the batter, when you're at first base, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, in basketball, they're grabbing onto each other. In football, you're tackling each other. In hockey, you're pushing against each other, trying to check them, get the puck. In baseball, it's more or less, you know, you're, you're, you're coming in contact with people, but you're not on top of them. You're not, you know, pushing and shoving. You're not trying to get the puck. You're not tackling guys. You're not trying to shoot over them to get the ball, whatever. So that's what I really think comes down to it is you may see baseball come back before any other sport. Right. And I, and I think this is also to do with the fact that uh, Major League Baseball and their organizations within it are really taking the initiative to try and get players separated, isolated, if you will, from, you know, the public and from even the players that are sick. And so, 
you know, I think if any population is going to get better fast, I think it's the players. And um, I could see uh, Major League Baseball starting up the regular season uh, sooner rather than later. But that's probably going to be without, you know, the population being able to see baseball from the stadium. And they're probably going to have to watch it televised or on the radio. And I think that's a move that could be made just to get the regular season underway, especially if they're in dire need to get that regular season going so that we can witness enough games to see teams kind of compete for wild card spots and uh, just compete for postseason games and stuff like that. And also another thing I wanted to get to was... Do you think that this is going to affect the postseason format, or do you think it's it's not going to affect the postseason uh, format? Do you think it's going to just affect the regular season and just cutting down the amount of games that are played? I mean, it really depends on on how this develops. So it's it's really too early to call. Like you know, we're guessing. This is, these are all guesses. We're not you know affiliated with the MLB. We're not affiliated with the Phillies or anything. So we don't know. We're just guessing as as regular baseball fans. So. You know, as much as we know, is really as much as everybody listening and watching knows. So it, it should be interesting, though, to see how or to know when this season will come back. And, you know, it might affect the postseason. It may affect the All-Star break. It may affect the All-Star game. It may affect so many different things. But I think as of right now, I, I don't think it will affect the postseason format. Okay. Um, and... and- you kind of brought up my next question was about the All-Star game. Do you think that this affects um, the ability for players to play in the All-Star game? Uh, no. I still think that they'll have enough effect. And the All-Star break may be moved back. It may be, you know, an August or a, or a September even kind of thing. I mean, it's kind of weird to say an All-Star break in September. But, I mean, another thing that comes to this, too, is some stadiums, I mean, of course, not Minnesota, and of course... But you may see teams, if they want to play into October in terms of um, regular season baseball, you may see teams relocate to play uh, to play home games at an away stadium. So let's say the Minnesota Twins are scheduled to play the Texas Rangers on April the 2nd. I don't know if this is true or not, but we're not April. The, yeah, sure, April the 2nd. Okay. They, MLB says, we'll reschedule that game and we will play you know, in, in, in Texas. Instead of playing in Minnesota, if you know in September and October to get these games in. So same thing with the All Star break is that I mean you may see things be moved back, you may see things be pushed up. I mean it really depends, not pushed up, but you know in terms of games be played at at, at you may even see double headers. It really depends on how MLB wants to wants to move forward with this. Yeah, I think it would be a smart idea if you want to try and prolong the season and get more games in to be able to um, move more towards um, stadiums that are in the uh, southern part of the United States just to try and get that warm weather and prolong the season. But then again, I guess that goes back to the fact that it wouldn't be fair for some fan bases because, as we know, Philadelphia is in the northern region of the United States. Uh, more over the northeastern region, but um, yeah, the Phillies would have to move down south to to a stadium of, well, I I don't know which stadium they would choose, whether it would be Miami or Tampa Bay or anything like that. But um, it would suck because Phillies fans would not be able to, you know, they wouldn't be able to actually go and see games at Citizens Bank Park. This would be something where 
they would have to sit at home and watch it on their TV. And I mean, I wouldn't hate that because I love watching televised games anyway, but it's still the point of the fact that people like to go and watch games and it's kind of a bonding moment for family. But um, it is what it is. And the way that they approach this is yet to be seen. And we'll kind of see it unravel over the next few weeks, Steve. But uh, we've been waiting a little bit to, to put out this podcast. Um, cause we've been trying to you know, get our thoughts together and get some of the quotes, which Dave read at the beginning of the podcast. But we will still be coming out with content. Uh, it, it won't be every day, that's for sure, because... You know, in fact, there's not, I don't think there's enough content to talk about every day, but we will be still posting podcasts. We will still be active. And, you know, eventually we are thinking, or, you know, while I'm thinking, uh, you know, we'll create, you know, some kind of social media page to kind of keep up with you guys and let us know, you know, when we're going to be posting podcasts and stuff like that. But um, for now, you know, we'll still be posting podcasts. Uh, it may take a little bit because there's not as much content, but we're going to be creative with it and we're going to try to get um, some podcasts out for you guys. Uh, that is correct. We are going to try our best to try and put out the most quality content for the uh, for the Phillies fan. So uh, yeah, th- that's that's basically all I have, Dave. How about you? Yeah, that's pretty much all I have. Go Phillies! Whenever they return, hopefully it's sooner rather than later. And and everybody stay safe out there. You know, don't 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 be over paranoid. Don't put yourself in a bubble. But you know, uh, be safe and wash your hands and and be extra precautionary. But you know, more than what you usually would. But you know, don't be overboard. But Everybody be safe, um, wash your hands, uh, take care of your family, take care of, uh, you know, anyone that you can, and and we will get through this, and I believe that we'll be stronger for it going forward, so that's all I have. Uh, well, as I say, don't stay scared, stay aware, and that's, that's uh, what I live by, especially with this pandemic uh, going on with the coronavirus, so... Um, Yeah, everyone stay safe, stay smart, stay alert about um, the latest with the coronavirus. And in our last podcast, um, we had some links to the CDC and WHO. If you want to stay informed about the coronavirus, I will include those links in this episode as well. If you want to go down to the description and check those out, the links will be there. But everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of the Warning Track Talk podcast with with your hosts, Dave and Dave. And uh, we will see you in the next episode of the podcast. Everyone have a great day.